Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's great to be back, particularly because currently I'm sitting on the beach in West Hampton Beach, Long Island, uh, doing this intro, which I know that my intros are making my life sound pretty exciting. Over the last month, I have done intros from a lot of different locations, but I am now based in New York for the next two months, uh, introing a conversation that I did two weeks ago in Ireland with Ashing B, who is one of Ireland's most exciting comedians at the moment. Her career is majorly on the rise. Uh, she won the So You Think You're Funny competition over in Edinburgh a few years ago, and since then she's just been on the up, been in tons of uh, BBC comedies, uh, and she is about to announce something quite big, a, a massive career break, which she told me about after the conversation, which she wasn't allowed to say yet, and I haven't checked if she's been allowed to say it yet, so I'm not going to say it, but needless to say, you'll be hearing more about Ashling B quite soon. Uh, definitely uh, the next big rising Irish star in the UK. We had a great conversation, so you've so much to look forward to. More feminism. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure the, the people who are not into feminism are going to start to hate my podcast. More feminism. More sex. More comedy. It's all coming up with Ashling B. Just a bit of admin before I announce her. Uh, when we talk about Sharon, we're talking about Sharon Horgan. Uh, the fact that uh, that just kind of got lost in the edit because we were driving. I decided to pick up Ashling from the airport and drive her to her mom's because she was coming back to Ireland to do the electric picnic. So that's happening. So I apologize that uh, suddenly this Sharon gets mentioned, but she had been mentioned earlier and it just got cut out. So when we mention Sharon, we're talking about Sharon Horgan. And uh, not much else uh, in terms of admin. So please enjoy. Ashling B. We have begun. The the podcast has begun. So, uh, Ashling B is in the car. I'm, I'm in your car, Des, and you have a microphone in one hand and the steering wheel in the other. Listen, everybody. Which is a nice change from what you normally have in one hand while you drive. What, like, what is that? A, is that a knob <laughs> gag? Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm going to open with a knob gag. I so, uh, I, I asked Ashling to do... I, I can't remember what came first, asking to do the podcast or what but or the lift no well i mean from the airport to my mother's house i i de i think i said would you do my podcast and then you said i'm coming to ireland and then anyway i found yeah. out you're going to your mom so you having had no idea <laughs> that actually driving people around in my car as part of this podcast is a sort of a norm it has saved me 15 euro this podcast already. 15 euro well yeah, you're gonna yeah. get a, you're gonna get an uber to your mom's no an uber to kildare are you mad that would have cost like probably 100 euro no i was gonna get probably the air coach which goes straight down to kildare Village. oh right yeah no no you can't be doing that uh no we're too come on Ashley. you got oh i've, I've got, put out the start advice you got aspirations I? come on <laughs> you can't be getting the I air you're gonna say aspergers okay so anyway so i said i would pick you up and drop you to your mom's you know oh which yeah is, which is uh she is so excited oh really i'm not oh, gonna interview your mom i can't des is going to come down tell him i will have brown bread smoked salmon ham a tomato lettuce parsnip soup all the mod cons. And she's also made a joke about the immersion following your oh, most famous she? bit in Ireland of material. Well, I definitely... I won't have the immersion on. <laughs> <laughs> your mom's generation definitely yeah. love the immersion routine. Yeah, no. But anyway, I thought it was a nice... It's kind of... There's a nice theme to it, as you are an emigrant. I am, yeah. Right, so let's... You're an emigrant that's coming back to Ireland. Now, you're coming back to do mm -hmm. it at work, but it's nice that you're driving home. It is, actually. So and I was saying to you earlier, there's, it's so nice to have someone pick you up at the airport. I travel a lot, and every time you come out, you think, maybe, just maybe, someone yeah. will surprise... Maybe someone will be standing there. I know that today, feeling. You just think, will just, that be the day? Yeah, and it's always like you come out, and everyone gives you the same look on the other side, like... Oh, 
you're a bit lonely because you come out with all your yeah, bags they're not and you look giving around. You that look. They are though. They're they are. They're like, oh, she's got no one to pick her up. She went going out to the taxi is, or the bus office. Or the bus it is a real like um, that. The the walking out is a real sort of on show situation. Like, yeah, there's a lot, you feel a lot, like a you're coming out onto the catwalk, but a lot instead of you're paranoid just thinking, looking dehydrated, like you need a wee, which is. It's the opposite of a catwalk, really, isn't but it? But yet, when I'm sitting there, I don't really, I don't really like when I'm waiting for you, for example. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't really. You were excited. Go no, on. but I'm saying ah, I wasn't just. looking at everybody else. Of course, I was fierce excited. Yeah, you know? but uh, I, I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't looking. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to make a scene. I'm trying to keep it low key. I did expect for a laugh. I thought for a laugh you'd have a little page with my name on it, just for a bit of you know, just to just to jazz it up a little bit, just to be like a bit of a laugh. Des. I know. You know yeah. about having a laugh. Have you heard of it? I, I've heard of having a laugh. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I, I did. Like to, you know. You know. Um, I, I, I didn't. I, I, I knew you wanted that, and mm. I, I just, you know, I just didn't go for it. In case I got arrogant. I wanted to keep it just low key, just in case we made too much of a scene. Low key vibes. Well, you do, you do have your new haircut. For the ladies listening in, Des has got a new Peaky Blinders haircut, which is a lot on the top. It's not really. Very pe- little around the sides. Yeah, it's, it's very Peaky Blinders. I know you don't like me saying that, but it is. All right. So anyway. Yeah. You. I, I'm actually curious because I don't actually I don't know 100% your story in terms oh. of I know you whatever it is four years or five years yeah but you sort of to me you sort of like snuck in I bumped into you at Latitude was that and, where it was yeah and it was like this is Ashley she's Irish and from from meeting you to sort of I spotted your ev- eyes across the room Des <laughs> I said who's that beautiful woman God it's a man I, it's with perhaps, that tight ass. perhaps yeah perhaps I've forgotten that moment <laughs> Uh, I wasn't checking out your ass, but Uh-oh. the from the sort of like the from meeting you to suddenly you were like a massive fixture on the comedy scene to seeing you on the telly all happened super fast. Oh, di- so I, yeah. so so the before it is a mystery to me because I didn't I never did stand up in Ireland, so I started stand up in the UK. So how did you end up going to the UK? So I went to drama school for two years where they beat the living soul out of me. It where? made me very unhappy. Uh, in Lambda in London. Oh, you went. that's when you went to London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. went to London to do drama school? Yeah, uh, on a one-way ticket Ryanair flight out of here. Yeah. Uh, just had to get out of here, man. Um, and so left, went to drama school for two years where, yeah, that knocked the, the head no off. No good? Oh, it was great. It was good. I had a lovely class and I made loads of friends and I was very lucky. I loved London. As soon as I arrived over... I bloody loved it because I'd I'd gotten into a relationship straight away when I went to university, like pretty much within my first six months. Right. And so I was pretty much going out with someone from Oto Trinity. And then when I landed in London, it was almost like I had a oh, normal you broke university. Up, you yeah, up. we broke up. And so that's and I left to London. And then it was the first time I was like, wow, out and about, getting drunk, vibing around. So London, I loved. My classmates, I loved. Lambda, I found really hard. I think they... Um, they do this thing where they try and make everyone the same and break you down and then build you back up yeah. again. It's funny because I, I and it's a when I was in wank, when I was in like, UCC. Yeah. What I, did you uh, do in UCC? History and English. Oh, did you? But I was in the Drama Society, yeah. and then I thought about going to the Gaty School of Acting when I was done. Like I thought about mm-hmm. getting serious, but I was already doing stand-up. Yeah. And uh, the lecturer organized a meeting with uh, Patrick Sutton, who was running the Gaty School of Acting at the mm-hmm. time. Lovely guy, no bad things to say. Yeah. But he said to me at the interview, yeah. now you've already done some performance, so it'll be very important for us to, to break you down so we can build you back I up again. And that. I thought, that's such a weird thing. It's such an awful thing to do to people because they did the same, Chris O'Dowd had the same experience. He was a couple oh, of years he? ahead of me, yeah. And oh, he went to Lambda, did he? Yeah, and he'll always say, like, he says, People go, oh, what do you owe your drama school? And he's like, I think about five grand. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I had the same experience as him. I think when when you come in and your first maybe impression is, hey, I'm funny. People assume that they have to like cut the head off you to like rather than just let you chill out. Like I kind of got in trouble like my first two weeks and I was like, just give me I've emigrated from a different country I've moved here I don't even know how to work the tube yet yeah I'm having a laugh but give us two weeks before you start doing the psychoanalyst oh so they were pulling you back and saying like you need to be more present or like what like or, no, or was it just because you were Irish and they just not Irish, used to Irish people? It was a big culture shock I think as well and Irish people tend to be more like I wasn't there 
to bow down to teachers. I was there to respect the work they were doing and I'd already gone through university. So I was like, oh, we're all on the same level here. We're all trying to achieve something. But I believe strongly and take what you're doing seriously. We all, we, we do very silly jobs, but we take our craft very seriously. Yeah. Um, but we don't take ourselves seriously. And it's very hard to hang around with people who take themselves seriously. And they would just be so serious on every level. And this is not my classmates. This is some of the teachers. And they're not psychologists. They're not trained to be mean to I was lucky I was a bit older because I'd gone to university but there were some people in there and this was their first experience of of university life of living on their own and yeah. they're 18 getting told stuff about their personality and you're difficult like this and you're quick like that and you like they said to one one of my oh, friends really? so, you're so not funny so don't try to be to a person wow. who yeah and you're like don't ever tell that little seed stays in their brain and niggles away and niggles away oh, uh, and did and uh, uh, after the fact did, mm -hmm. did, did they did anyone ever say like oh well, this is an essential part of the journey or no I don't think there'd be bits that I would agree with um, and bits that I would definitely disagree with in terms of you're also taking a large group of people who are want to be actors and are naturally maybe more vulnerable and a bit more creative and sensitive yeah. and so you can very easily damage um, people yeah very easily and I think I remember one time like I've I've a bit of a loud laugh. I'm not a fan of my laugh, but I've a bit of a loud laugh. At one point, I got taken aside, and there was like, Ashling, sometimes we wonder about your laugh. Um, could you try changing your laugh? And I was like, Are you? Is there anything left? And and you wear your you're in your bare feet a lot. Do you think that makes your personality a little bit more um, shaky? And you're like, No, I don't. I don't. I mean, what's left to pick at me? before it's there and I had a few I had one good teacher and he was from the north and I really liked him and his name was Colin and Colin would go you know I've been in this industry a long time and I tell you a lot of it is pure wank and <laughs> you've got to work out yourself what to respect and what to acknowledge as wank oh, and I was right. like oh well, was okay good. he was yeah and he was like a kind of sound guy who just had a bit of and I was like okay and do you think all drama schools are like that or is that distinctly no, in no, London no no they all have th they all have their own things so and that they, they might be it might be amazing for you or it might be not. Say for example, I know with the gaiety they don't let anyone wear makeup if you're a girl. I know that can be for some people that can be tough. For yeah. some people it can be liberating. Yeah. So different people can have different experiences. Yeah, so possibly some actors Yeah. Or they can target different people as well. They can target different people differently. And that's why I was saying like myself and Chris we've quite maybe similar vibes when you meet us sure sure um, big energy yeah, like likes exactly. to make people laugh sure yeah, as a first thing but it doesn't mean we can't be serious or do our job yes um but don't you find just in general in the uk that like irish people are just more inclined to sort of make everybody feel comfortable yeah make an effort have a laugh and british people can just be a bit stand up i mean sometimes it's a sweeping yeah. generalization but, but especially upper upper class they just yes. don't expect they don't go into every situation expecting to laugh and i think i do i think when you meet someone i assume we're going to have a laugh more than anything else whereas they assume maybe something serious is going to be, be said and then sometimes the laugh takes them by surprise and that's really nice when you watch someone warm up but i remember like this one teacher I had and we really didn't get along well until like the last three months where we kind of buried the hatchet and um, and this was for about a year and a half we just did not talk much and I said to she was like I won't be in class next week because I'm going to New York and I said to her oh are you going on work or are you going to see your family just as like passing chat and she looked at me like honestly I'm I said give a look at your knickers missus and not the clean ones like I, like the way she looked at me like I just invaded her whole life yeah. with a bit of chat and I couldn't work out what I'd done wrong like a lot of it was me actually trying really hard and that's what got me sad I was, I was always enthusiastic I was always trying and sometimes I don't know yeah so so, yeah. so that was a waste of time not a waste of time at all there were loads of stuff I learned about projecting your voice how to be on stage um, a lot of stuff about voice we did historical dance for two years that was obviously the best thing to come out of it that was such a waste of time waste two of years time. of historical dance to dance like you're in the past um, which was a farce <laughs> of our uh, money I learned how to didn't. fake fight with swords so if anyone ever fake attacks me I can fake defend myself um, but yeah then after that I came out and uh, well I didn't come out but you I came out. came out of drama school <laughs> I came out by the way Um 
so then you're school. in London and now it's like now I'm going to be so did you think I'm going to be an actress or I'm yes. going to be a comedian I or had bleach blonde hair and I was like well I'm going to be a dramatic actress from now on I'm only going to go to the I've National I've been broken theater. down and rebuilt broken down the bionic actress <laughs> <laughs> I am every woman it's like in that game yeah. I'm not sure if yeah, you've yeah. seen Game of Thrones you are the woman <laughs> you are, <laughs> who yeah. is the girl who? you are not the girl yeah. um, the girl does not have a the name the actress does not have a personality and then by the end I'm like I am Ashley B <laughs> so I did that just didn't go the way I'd planned I, I immediately didn't kind of get what I wanted I thought oh I'll just go straight to Hollywood will I um, and I came out of drama school and just found myself getting more comedy parts oh, oh you're actually you, so you, you got work pretty quickly yeah uh, it was, stage it or telly it didn't feel like pretty quickly I mean I was always when you get you get work but it doesn't mean you get paid so mm. like but stage and telly so I started doing bits like one year I did I think like eight comedy pilots for the BBC and none of them uh, worked um, but like in between that they're not paying lots of money and you still got your rent to pay mm. um, so I but was you were like in the flyering. game pretty quick do you think that had to do with Lambda or like, like that, uh, that's pretty I think through comedy I think it's being funny yeah. you can't fake being funny um, when you're d- and they'll always I remember meeting a casting director once and she was like you don't know why someone will pick someone for a drama it could be because of their name their looks anything but if you cast the wrong person in a comedy who's not funny because of their name you, the, the, the job or the um, project will flop so sometimes even though I I, I no name or anything just being a bit funnier than maybe the person who went in before me who might have been a bit of a famous yes sometimes got me like a little job here a little job there a couple of lines in a bbc comedy pilot and then the casting director likes you and and then i did dead boss the pilot with sharon which is where i met sharon for the first time and I was playing her little sister. But yeah, because right after I met you, boom, that was on the telly. I was like, But that a was a year and a half before oh, that. Because right. we did the pilot for it, and then it took ages to actually get remade for a series. And I was like, brilliant, a whole series, fantastic. Had so much faith in it. So did Sharon and Holly, who wrote it. Um, and then it just got dropped by the BBC. Yeah. So you, with this job, you just never know what's going to work. And but then Sharon's career just fell apart after that. After man. that, I really fuck. But that Poor was like girl. when Poor Dead girl. when Dead Boss went away. That was like it wasn't for another three years after that. She started writing Catastrophe. Yeah. Like these things all like I know. In hindsight, stuff. it seems like five seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even you're like, you just came out of nowhere, and you're like, well, I gave my like. No, no, I, I'm telling you, no, that's no, a perception I that I had. Yes, you know, of like course. So that's why. Th- yeah. To be honest, that was the whole reason why I was asking you about the backstory because yeah. I, I I never. Which but with stand-up, it did sort of come out of nowhere very quickly. I was surprised by it. But then i kind of forgotten how long I had been doing comedy. I've been doing stand-up such a little time. Like, I've been doing stand-up for no time. And all of a sudden, I was in this comedy competition. Yes. I'd only done, like, that's So You Think You're Funny competition. I'd only entered, so it would make me stop waffling and stick to five minutes. Yeah. Um, and then I won that. And I really didn't expect it to be a thing. And it's still one of the things people reference. Like, years later, yes. all the other stuff. It's still the thing. Well, it just puts you out front and center as somebody with huge potential, you know. So you're going to get a ton of it. But you're for me, get I was like, but it's only eight minutes of stand-up. I couldn't believe that anyone was giving me attention. Yeah, but it's not. They're, yeah. Honestly, they're not responding to that. What they're responding yeah. to is the talent. And people can see that. That's that's part of sort of, you know, that that's yeah. that's what's obvious and it to did, people. It, it's a lovely thing. It's a lovely competition in that it kind of nurtures people and gives everyone a, a platform and it looks after people who don't go through to the other rounds and gives people advice and stuff like that. But I think... I think maybe the fact that I was a girl and a girl hadn't won it in so long, I think kind of pushed me out front before I felt ready to be pushed out front. Right, yeah, because um, I'm always curious about that because, I, you know, it's I, I feel like I'll get myself yeah. in trouble for saying that, but well, that was there are that so was, many there's so many disadvantages yeah. of being a woman in comedy. But I do think if you're if you're funny and you're talented in the early days, I think yeah. maybe I didn't you get, care. I didn't I think care. Maybe as a you woman. get a leg up. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, like in your situation. No, not in my situation. I'll tell you why. Because because you get a leg up to places that aren't comfortable for women. Right, so you okay. get a leg, a leg up to places that are negative. And everyone times everyone's like, oh yeah, you only got on because of a quota. You're like, can you imagine how hard the situation is? I have to be three times as good as everyone around me. So it's not a leg up. Yeah. It's actually like pushing you into a fire going, oh well, you would have ended up there anyways. So what were you, you saying? What were you saying when you were saying? What were you saying when you were saying? I meant because that I was more a woman. the attention. So oh, all of right, a sudden, okay. I'd done 
eight minutes of stand-up. Of course, I had longer sets and everything, but all of a sudden I was getting on, booked on really big gigs. People were coming to see me. And that pressure of being maybe not allowed to mess around anymore. You know, as once you start getting paid for gigs, you have a real pressure to honor the employer yeah. and be good. And I suppose I'm, I, I did at the time. I don't feel anymore because everything leads you to your own journey and everyone has tough yeah. times. But it is quick. It it's, is an, it's an odd, create career-wise it was great creatively it stumped me a little for a couple of years maybe a year or two because I didn't feel I was allowed to mess around as much as I would have ideally liked to now I feel more like you know what fuck it I'm going to go out and just mess around because I feel like I know what I'm doing but and you kind of take the risk but it did uh make me a little bit afraid where I'd been a little bit fearless before in terms of material or testing out different types of things I might want to do on stage yeah. and and do you feel like in terms of your, your 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 style, I mean, you you know, you're you're super playful and you're great like character. You know, like you're great at doing characters and voices. Like, mm -hmm. what what what's your goals like creatively when you're getting up on stage? Like, what do you think you want to achieve? I other than making people laugh. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe no, I don't no, have any goals. Maybe it's I should have a bigger goal. It's not a problem at all. I mean, not everybody not everyone does. Like, yeah. you know, you just find funny shit and you say it. Yeah. But I, I, I was just curious if if you have any sort of things that drive you think I, I want to be able to talk about this or do this. Yeah, like I like I like having a little bit of punch in some of the stuff that I do because I suppose when I'm on stage it's maybe like a happier, bouncier vibe and I like being able to use that to get a little bit of punch in with mm. stuff I talk about um, whether there are certain types of issues that come up or I feel passionate about yeah. but I don't feel people don't want to be lectured they're out for a night out and I think it's a, such a great feeling when you feel you've said something important through laughter yeah. because I you know some people come out and go I'm going to talk about this I'm just going to lay it down and you're like yeah but it's not a TED talk it's a comedy gig and people have come to laugh Yeah, but if you so, can do it if you can, but if you can do it and, and break a taboo or and I'm not saying and I'm you, in any you, way a, a great you, person have, at that no, have you achieved it in, at any time yeah I have some abortion jokes I do in Ireland I have some stuff about oh, you do the religious stuff. In yeah, big time. And how, um, what kind of a reaction do you get? It's been differing. It's changed in the last year since the Repeal really? of the Eighth Movement has has gained momentum. But because um, like, I talked to Deirdre about that. But it's uh, like they get a, a clap in the UK and a <gasps> in Ireland. And because yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely still it's definitely still a tough that issue can, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but in the, no matter what side of the debate you're on, we should be talking about it. We should be talking about everything because that's the problem is that for too long we kept quiet about everything that was going on. Women's issues. Oh, they just went in, had a baby and came out and everything was grand, was it? Um, like there's so many things we don't talk about. And as soon as you break it, and especially with certain voices, like when men talk about their depression or when men talk about suicide, it's such a bigger taboo breaker than when women talk about it because to see alpha males break through something that's seen as a non-alpha male quality to have, it does so much more for a cause than maybe when like just a sort of doctor comes out and talks about it on the news. So you, you mean know? like when a when a yeah, larger a than life comedy, character, like yeah, you or anyone talks about it, like yeah, it kind of helps people go, oh, this is something I can talk about. It's normalized. It normalizes a subject, and when it becomes normalized, anything when the abortion, yeah, but it makes you a target too. Like I talked about booze, people got angry. So you're talking about abortion, you never worry. I about used to three years about until three years ago, I was like, it just won't be something I'll mention. And now I'll mention. I don't mind if people. I know what I believe. I know what I believe is right. And I know what I want as a legacy for um, for our country to leave behind for the women who are coming forward. Yeah. And also, you get so bloody tired of going, no, I'll just stay here and I won't say anything and everything that seems the same. Sorry for opening my mouth. Sorry sorry for suggesting it's really hard to push something the size of a football out your vagina. Sorry, we're all, we'll just stay here and be quiet, will we? We'll get, well, we're so thankful to even be here. So thankful so to even be allowed to be here on the, on the podcast. Yes. Ask me what you're, so thankful, like... You know, we don't have to be thankful to just exist. So, what are the what are the most frustrating things? Like, just just being a woman, going just just fucking lay it out. To me. <laughs> what the fucking shit it? that pisses you off the most? But you know, I don't know because I don't know what it's like to be a I, man. I, I was born, you know, a good-looking white guy. Do you know I just, what? I never, I've never had it. I, I'm were you so, ever uh, fat, Des? <laughs> oh, I'd love it if you were fat. I'm I'm is that what? Is that what drives you? Yeah, what Every time you go out and say, I, I go, hey, what's, what's up? And it's actually because you used to be a big fat kid in New York City. I got kicked out of New York City for eating too many bagels. <laughs> I had to go to Ireland where they respect me for being fat. They wouldn't laugh at me. 
Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened. But uh, but I, I mean I'm kidding. But I'm just curious. Um, what do you know? What I, I mean, would it's a love. Dumb, it's a dumb question, but sometimes it's not I a just dumb question. I want to hear. I want to hear them. You know. Hey. I'm trying to get them out there. There are no stupid questions, and when there are stupid questions, I'll tell you it's a stupid question. Okay. One thing I read, which I found very two well two things I read. One of the things because I've read twice now. Um, one of them was a, 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 a blog written by this woman who had um, a gender operation and became a man. And the first day she went out, her he went out fully as a, a man. man. Like really properly, kind of just went out into the world. He went to go to the shop and he went to the shop, uh, bought a few things, came back and then immediately wrote this blog because he'd been out and about for, it was in the evening and he'd been out and about. And he was like, oh my God, I... I just went to the shop, nothing happened, no one looked at me, I came home. There were no comments, there were no furtive looks, I all of a sudden didn't have to look behind me. Since I was 12 and since most young girls are 12, you waste so much of your life looking behind you. Who's on the bus behind you? Who's there? Will I take out my phone now? Will I pretend to be ringing my phone? Or will I pretend to be ringing my friend? I'll talk to someone. No, apparently they'll grab your hair if you have a phone in your hand. Oh, I better get my keys because if I have my keys and I get to the door, then if anyone grabs me by the door, I'll start. And this is not me being paranoid. This is what you have to learn to make sure if you're walking home on your own. Are you walking home on your own? Will you be all right getting to walk home on your own? Yeah, yeah. Well, I better find someone to walk home actually because it's late. I'll get in a taxi. Did you take a picture of the taxi license plate? All the time you're thinking about your own safety, getting off the bus. Who's behind you? Why is that man talking to me? Put your hand over your glass make sure there's nothing popped into your glass oh, don't wear that short skirt why does it look nice to me yeah it looks really nice to me but actually I don't so want to wear it just saying, in case are you saying you're afraid just, all the time I I am not afraid all the time but I should be sometimes and we've been told to be afraid all the time because just in case mm. and that's so boring it takes up so much time when you could be just walking to the shop uh, when you could be just walking down the road so you're saying you're being, being a smaller woman, and different where there's someone you're saying being a woman is like being card. famous in Ireland is because f- I, I feel really sorry for you, Des, because you're so handsome and so famous. And how many no, times no, we got two I, selfies at the I, airport from two guys? I, no, okay, so no, five I, I'm people being serious. stopped you. I, I, I'm being serious, but but, but do you really do you, do you really feel that like all that like that like, is generally there's just a lot of fear in in everyday life and being a woman. And, and just, it sounds just like I'm not awareness saying awareness. You have to be aware, and you me. have to be. Um, and this is no matter what age you are, what size you are, how you look. This is at some point I would I would be aghast if at some point a woman didn't feel like did you go home the short route or did you go home the well lit route? These are things yeah. you just have to think about all the time and it's so boring yeah. when you could be getting on with stuff, when you could be getting on with walking down the road. And I think it's the same with I do you know what? This is gonna sound like a big thing to say, but it's the same as I can imagine. It's so part of how you're grow, how you're brought up, and what you're brought up to think, and because in a lot of cases it's true, and you have to be careful. It I um, was listening to this woman talking about the time they have to have the chat with their son in America, and this was a black mother when she uh, when her son's about eleven, she has to sit down with her black son and have the talk, which is why you have to be more careful than anybody else. And it's so so, so the talk is what? Oh, the, the talk, talk is, is like, basically saying as a black man, you're a you target. You're a target. Be careful. And as a woman, you're a target. And I'm not in any way equating what it's like to be a woman with what it's like to be a black man in America. Well, I suppose I am in a sense. But it's so boring. uh, I I don't know what it's like, I suppose, to have my own privilege when I'm walking around in America. And I suppose maybe as a man, you never know how, how privileged you are. Like, I had this guy who tweets me all the bloody time get on a, a plus bus and come to a gig and sit in the front row oh you have a and, stalker uh, uh, he's not that much of a stalker but um, there's been a few times where people have come in the front row and sometimes it's funny and sometimes like this time I was on, on, a, on a gig and I was hosting it and it was in London and even though I was there with my um, he tweeted me I'm coming on the bus I'm on the bus now what time does it start what time does it end because I'm going to have to get all, get back on the bus uh, will you be around for a drink afterwards All and I never tweet back I never reply Yeah. and um, my friend Reese J James, who's lovely. Do you know Reese James? Yes. He's like a young stand-up, um, was on the gig as well, and he was like um, there, and I was like pointing like, "That's your man. That's your man." And I felt so. It'd be different if a girl came to see Reese James because even though it might be put him in an uncomfortable position, I felt really uncomfortable on stage, knowing that this this guy wasn't totally it right in the head, yeah, and that he was sat there looking at me on his own, and. I was like, oh, this would be di- different if the genders were reversed. 
and I just didn't feel I remember one time I had a, a guy come to my show in Edinburgh as well and I knew from what he started shouting out that he was a guy, another guy from Twitter and he and I didn't realise at the time and I handled it well and a bit of me was proud that I'd handled it and didn't need to call security in and then another bit of me was really sad afterwards because a girl who'd been doing the door at the Gilded Balloon had come to see the show and she said and I didn't notice it that he'd been putting his hand on her leg right throughout the show oh. and I was like oh that's really grim that's so grim How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And like I love, most of my audiences are mixed gender. Like I don't, they're yeah, men no, and it, women. Yeah. And so cool. I, don't, I don't like to say it as if like, don't, don't come to my gigs, guys, or anything. But it's just... That's the biggest thing I fear. There's so much time wasted dealing with the admin of being a woman that you don't get around to actually sometimes doing your job or doing the stuff that you want yeah, to do. That's a good, that's, to me, that's a good title of a show. The admin the of being admin a woman. The admin of being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> like a follow-up to Scent of a Woman. It's like the admin of being a woman. So yeah, yeah that I mean, is... It's tough. And, uh, and, and, and you, definitely, I, you definitely don't think that it's been heightened for you because... You're putting yourself out there in essentially a vulnerable, noticeable position. So therefore, you're actually you're kind of more vulnerable because it's kind of dangerous. Like I think there's a certain type of man that think so. doesn't I think it's take. Probably no, but I think there's a certain type of man that just doesn't take well to a woman putting herself in a strong position. I think they get challenged for some reason. Maybe I just don't. I don't surround myself with any of those people, and I'm always surprised by them when I meet them. I'm always surprised when I meet a jackass of a man. I'm very lucky. I didn't. Uh, I grew up in an all-female household uh, with like one uncle who I didn't see. Too I mean, by much, the way, I meet plenty of jackasses of women, but yeah, of course. The difference is it's oh a my nuisance God. to me. I know some no, absolute no, knobheads of women. No, but it's a nuisance to me. But it's not yeah, a threat. Yeah, a nuisance. Yeah, and not a threat. It's not a exactly. Threat. You're not going to be like you're just going to pull your Des Bishop's move on them and they'll melt, no matter how jackassy they are. Des Bishop. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I mean, I'd like, um, like I am being serious for a sec. Yeah, like, no. I, I, I think that. Um, I like I was saying I grew up in an all female household and the men we had in in my life growing up even though they were intermittent they were all very good men or they were either jockeys because my mother's a retired jockey which meant they were very small and un un, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) what's the word not very uh, you're getting very tall (laughs) you're getting very tall you're not going to make a jockey like your mother are you (laughs) Um, but or old I had two granddads so they were either men in my life were either old or very small so I never saw them as a threat yes and um, and then when I went to university and stuff I, I suppose I fell in with a good group of men and I've been very lucky with the men I've gone out with most of them uh, and that they've been good men and the men I've hung around with and the men I have in comedy well, I mean, as well look, oh, I mean the reality but is no, I'm al- there's a lot means, of good men out there yes but, but which means I'm always I've been very lucky and I'm always surprised when I meet an absolute knobhead and I'm like oh god I forgot you guys exist yeah. and some women are surrounded by only you and I forgot about I you I know but that's that's a bit of a different thing to the reality of like people feeling threatened all the time but I oh well exactly That well, the, well like women I mean women I don't mean people sorry I mean that being a woman has you know, like, 
major inconveniences 24-7. Yeah. The conveniences, well, I tell you what the conveniences are, is that women are, I feel, naturally make a community more. And I see whenever I've like a meal with my like friends, especially my comedy friends, you'll always see someone like, the, some of the lads going oh you girls having dinner tonight we never get together for dinner with the lads can we come along like women naturally for the record I get together for dinner with my buddies all the time oh Des you're just such a for forward thinking man just can we put that down on the record that I mean Des we Bishop all hate women so we kind of friends. yeah exactly <laughs> so you can un- that's where you can married. release all your show all these guys material. I'm talking about are married why are you the married only- Des well look I'll be doing the interview in here now uh oh right? where's your wife Des so uh, I'm waiting to traffic her. That isn't what this is about. <laughs> oh my God, you're going to see my mother to ask for her hand. Yeah. Yay. But no, no. But before we move on from the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, vul- like the vulnerability of being a woman in everyday life. Um, what, it's like boring. So what, yeah, no, but what, do you, what, what can you do other than raise awareness? Like, what are you hoping Men gets can done? help. That's all. That's one of oh, the big well, things. I'm a man. Tell me what a man can yeah, do to help. Men can do to help. Um, it's I'm more and more curious lately. It's gray. It's gray what men can do to help. But it's being conscious of stuff. I suppose in the same way that sometimes I'm like, I'm a white Irish woman who's grown up in a mostly white area who now lives in London and works in a predominantly white dominated, male white dominated industry. What can I do for, what can I do in my position as just like a comedian, an actor? What the hell can I do about the situation with racism that people face? in the UK what can I do so first of all it's becoming conscious that there is a problem and sometimes it's laughing about it sometimes it's not laughing it off so you can make jokes about it uh, I would feel but sometimes it's not joking it away to alright so becoming aware yeah becoming aware because people do get very defensive yeah exactly Um, but actually stop before you get defensive and go wait now what bit of this is just someone being no I mean I do get defensive I do get defensive when Mm -hmm. when people talk about how like women you know like they're getting stared at all the time and all that and suddenly I go like Jesus like if I'm checking somebody out, like I might yeah, be in the bad guy. Yeah, but, but maybe uh, yeah, but the world has to go a little bit where you check yourself and then pull back and say, "Oh no, I'm right. I hope this girl really likes me. I'll go up and approach her." Yeah. That maybe no, I'm just, that, I'm just giving an example of where I get the Yeah, defense. exactly. But that's actually an important moment to talk about because that's where you stop and say, for example, Ireland has a big old history of casual racism because we've been a white country for very long and sometimes before you go to make a joke go wait like like for example there were so many like which i feel has changed I, since I'm last just curious, year why do you have to use examples of racism when we're talking about when, because sexism? because i don't know how to put it yeah into i know it's hard con- to articulate i'm yeah. trying to articulate yeah, what yeah, i've yeah. had to no, do I'm just curious, yeah. in my situation okay, yeah, so yeah. to maybe get across what what might help you because i yeah. can't tell you what to do as a man because i don't know yeah. what it's when you say what me, might help. When you say me, I'm, Boy. I, I, I'm the conduit for your you wisdom are, going yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. You to, heard to the, the Irish male. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Des Bishop is. Yeah. Hi, I am an example of an Irish male. <laughs> I know not to leave the immersion on. Uh, so anyway, right? So when you think about a racist, yeah. So show, when I think about that, I'm, I'm like, oh wait, now is this going to do more hindrance than harm? Am I in the right here? Am I being too scared to do something which is actually hampering me creatively? And actually, that I'm being too sensitive here, yeah. where there isn't a problem. And sometimes it's thinking through those things. And like, yeah, like so I was saying about sometimes the jokes. Uh, here can be a little bit like are we still saying that lads yeah and sometimes you're like oh am i being too sensitive and you sort of work out a balance between them and it's worth having that little dialogue in your head and do you think it's so unequal that it's probably better to be overly sensitive for a while while, so that we can find an equilibrium yeah Yeah. i mean that's fair enough because you think well the world doesn't the world that's how the world changed and of course like people get so sad about political correctness and all that kind of stuff and I can understand why but sometimes to change habits you have to break something and put it back together so it's fair and more oh equal, well you know? look at the pot calling <gasps> the kettle black the lambda the education calling the, the oh, lambda education now. has come <laughs> oh come my god in. Des just as we are pulling into the Curra of Kildare where I grew up where my mother raised horses that's when I realized that the whole trip had been a learning curve for me and <laughs> Des. 
about what had gone on for me at drama school. No, 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 because I, I, this is a great conversation because actually I've been wanting to talk about this with somebody for a while. Yeah, about and I saying, don't. I, uh, you know, like what? Always like, avert uh, the chat because sometimes I think I don't mind talking about women's issues, but when it's women in comedy, I'm like, I don't have time. No, for this. I have no interest There's in women in comedy, really but, but I like boring. talking to women comedians about issues that about matter issues, for women. Yeah, exactly. These issues just because they're usually articulate and yeah, and not and I boring. Want to do material about it? You know, yeah, and you so don't have that off-putting. I mean, this, this is terrible because I was about to actually just like criticize the the usual feminist voice on the radio but sometimes uh, I guess it's just harder to connect with it than you well, having the crack here today yeah exactly and that's what I mean about I mean uh, I'm not, not sure being critical I've of that been very funny talking about it but at least I hope no one feel like you don't feel like you're getting lectured I'm just saying these are the things that are hard and sometimes I have to look at my own behavior in other situations yeah. where I'm like oh should I make this I know, but it's a weird time, isn't it? Because it is. Well, I, 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 yeah. I agree. I, like, I, I think what you're saying is really important. And, and like, I think, I think there's not enough just basic instructions for men of like, this is cool, this is not cool. But yeah. then on the flip side, but do you, you go looking for those instructions? What's do you that? Not, like say this is interesting because you're well, asking I'm looking me what should I now. do exactly? And maybe that's the thing. Well, that's because I, you know, like, I'm, I'm moving with the times. Like, I've been made aware. Yeah made aware of things I wasn't aware like of I before. would flag up sometimes I have jokes and I'm like I find it's really funny but is this like I'd a bit I'd a bit about um, about how uh, I grew up watching uh, TV and an America and it was amazing to see what America was like and one thing I knew was that black people had an amazing life in America because they got in one little fight and then their mother would get scared but then they'd be moved to a mansion in Bel Air oh, right, there'd be yeah. no trouble there and like I was really happy with the bit is going really well and just something in my head went oh god is this on the right side of the gag and I checked with one of my friends who is black and he's like yeah, yeah yeah that's really funny and he uh-huh. helped me add another bit of a line but it was just that moment where I was like oh just to check I was confident, but then I was like, "Oh, you just every now and again, like I have a little check in." And yeah. again, well, but when people talk, you see, the problem with the argument about political correctness is, uh, people, people who have a problem with political correctness that I respect, or people that have a problem with it stifling debate. Yeah. The problem is that the biggest voices against political correctness are are people that want to stifle debate. Like in other words, they they don't the want they people that are marginalized yeah. to have a voice. Yes, exactly. Whether it be women or black people or whatever. Yeah. So now, now we have to break the conversation for directions. Oh, for directions. We're now uh, at so the roundabout. Going, oh, the, oh, go around the roundabout again, Des. All the way. We're going nerdy Whoa, direction. Oh, this roundabout. We're going nerdy direction. Lads, listen so, to the so, podcast. If you could so be it's an interesting time in the sense that uh, yeah. uh, we, we need to be more aware of the vulnerabilities of women in everyday life. But aware uh, of their strength and what they can bring to the table. Yeah, and so then but but what it, what, what, what's weird is on the mm-hmm. flip side you have this incredible sort of voyeuristic uh, social interaction going on on mm-hmm. social media where people are literally just posting pictures of themselves mm-hmm. in a way that is inviting you to say, "Nice ass, nice tits, nice face," which is kind of the antithesis of what you're trying to achieve to a degree where it's just doesn't like, have to be in the antithesis. Do you know what was? Do you know what I miss? The bloody Spice Girls. There was something about the Spice Girls that was like, we're sexual beings. Yes, I want to have lots of sex with people. I'm dressing not just because I feel nice in this dress, and I hope it makes me look attractive, but mainly because I feel nice in this dress, and it makes me feel attractive. I want to feel attractive. I want to feel attractive for my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever it is, my girlfriend and boyfriend, whatever floats your boat. Oh, right here, right here. Um, And that's that. It doesn't have to be this sort of scary thing or a battle of the sexes it's like the sex is getting on well yeah. and that's what that's what happens because when you've got friends you want to look after your friends when I've been in that situation say for example that gig with Reese, where I felt really weird Reese was looking after me there and I sort of Reese is like God knows how many years younger than me he's this he won't mind me saying skinny little white boy who probably but he was like he wanted to look after me and make sure I was okay and, you're down and with I that, kind that of needed him yeah, though in that yeah. situation I felt a bit weird and I wanted him to stay until the end of the gig and we could walk to the tube together so that's what because that's what you do for a friend. So you want men to stay men. Uh, I want well, I want men to not have to I've feel got, like they I'm, have I'm to kidding. be men. Actually, yeah, no, there's no kidding here, Des. We're not on stage now. This is all just serious. All right, well, I'm I, only joking. I'm, ah, that's me being. Well, total this guy lost. overtaking us because I guess the, I'm not driving at the the the, the good country speed pace, which is like there's no cameras here. Leg it. Um, 
so yeah, the um, I would so, say so actually the friend should be the set. How would you treat your friend, or want your sister, or your female friend treated? And that's how I think. How would if you were in a bar and it was like your female friend? How would you hope your someone would come on to your female friend? Yeah. You wouldn't hope that she'd you'd come up from behind and she'd have a stranger pinch her arse. You'd hope that someone would buy her a drink, be nice to her. Like that's how I feel. The hopefully with a lot like things should balance out. Like you'd look after me because you're my friend. I'd want you to not feel like you have to match it up and you could talk to people because you're a friend. I don't need yeah. you to be a big strong man mentally. In fact, I but like the New it when York you're accent broken. is just good for is the New it? York accent is just good for like intimidating people. You is know, it? If somebody like because I felt stalker, really safe in the car. So. If that stalker ever fucks <laughs> with you, you know, you come to me or Aiden. You come to me or Aiden, you'd be like, hey, bro, this is fucking Ashley B. You don't fuck with her, right? Yeah, From I know I'm on. only on FaceTime and it's <laughs> awkward and I can't do anything about it. But I'm going to tweet you so hard. <laughs> so, so Aiden. The last thing I want to talk about before we get to your mom's yeah. and we have to be all good. I'm assuming I'm going left here, yeah? Yes, sorry. I, I keep on assuming that you know the We're way We're taking the left lives. to kill Dang and Stud. Yeah, yeah. Owned by Sheikh Mohammed. So, uh, you know, I, actually, I, it's one of the things I want to talk to Sarah Pascoe about. Yeah, my boo, my Sarah. The last 15 minutes of my show in Edinburgh this year is, mm-hmm. like, well, people say it's a bit dirty, but really it's just about sex. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, there's still a judgment about talking about, like, as if somehow sexual stuff on stage is lower than other Baser. things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, ever, do you ever wonder, how do you feel about that? I don't think so, no, because it's a... It's a genre of joke, a joke, joke. Sorry, yeah. I was very Parisian there. Um, it's a genre of joke as well. So, like, I love filthy stuff. I love dirty yeah. stuff. I love, sorry, right here. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I love, and a lot of my stuff is, like, I grew up in a family where innuendo was the name of the game, as you'll probably see with my mother. She can turn anything into So you weren't brought up in, like, full-on Catholic, Irish... As in, I was brought up, like, most women in the country in a Catholic environment taught by nuns f- until the age of 18. Yeah. So, so you were given loads of So you were given loads of shameful language ma- about yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, but okay. not by my family or my mother in that, like... I um, innuendo is definitely the way forward. Right. Like she'll be like, "There's a cup of tea, Des. A cup of tea." <laughs> no, that's not even. It doesn't even make sense, mommy. Why are you making that innuendo? <laughs> left here. Um, but um, please, Des. Left ple- no. here, please. Lovely. I man. know it's all right. It's just like I'm a not taxi. Ch- you about. It's like a taxi <laughs> conversation. Four stars. Um, now here's a load of hay. Oh yeah, here's a big truck with a bale of hay. Like, I can tell you one thing. This of hay, isn't it? That's a dangerous amount of hay. I don't know if I should have stopped further back. Do you want to roll down the window and go? It's really hey! honestly, this is like driving by Snuffleupagus here. This is, this is nuts. This is very dangerous. Lovely. And you're only it's driving It's not dangerous. You're well. making gonna make. You're gonna get people giving out about my yeah. podcast. We're not even methods. wearing helmets. We're just you're not in even the country. wearing a condom. We're in the country. It's it's hay cutting time, yeah. and uh, I'm just pulling to the left to, time for the to let this lads. to let this fella go by me. It's no big deal. There's no danger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay, but you grew up in that sort of innuendo, but not 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 yeah. not, not hugely shamed by it. Shamed by I, the I'll Irish you, attitude I, yeah. to sex. I wouldn't say in any way my family, and I definitely my mother comes to loads of my gigs. My aunties do. I don't. And you don't I'm have an, any fear I'm about a, talking about dirty I'm a stuff. Grown ass adult. If they thought I was um, uh, not having sex or was still, they'd probably be really worried about me. My mother did say recently, it's gone from like being really scared to tell your mother you're pregnant uh, to be uh, to her. Will you ever now. get pregnant? Yeah, yeah no, it genuinely is. She's like, will, will you, you ever off go the into a bar and trick someone, Ashley? <laughs> I loved it. She did, yeah. She's like, would you not go into a bar and trick someone? I was like, that's not really <laughs> how I envisaged it happening, mother. But going back in a Who's few the years, father? I don't know, Pedro don't know, or Seamus? But he bought me these lovely peanuts, uh, I have to say, out of his own pocket. They weren't yeah. free snacks. And yeah. that's how I knew he was a generous man be generous with everything else um so yeah i like that's my that's my humor it's what i enjoy watching and laughing about yeah. uh so yeah it's, it's I, I wouldn't say my stuff is overtly sexual but i definitely know yeah. when i've had like friends of parents come and they're fond of me that maybe they're like yeah i wouldn't go back like maybe yeah, they're a bit which is more still surprised. weird the way you, i'm just so curious but why that's not sex their is the humor though that's no, not know, their humor know, so they're allowed one to go and see other stuff yes i know but the difference yeah. is if you tell a joke about uh if you tell a joke about the immersion and yeah, somebody yeah, doesn't find yeah. it funny they don't yeah. go Oh, I just was a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit, it's a but bit much because some people have trouble with their yeah, emotions. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you do yeah. a joke about sex, this yeah. thing that we all do, then mm-hmm. people are like, "Well, I just, oh, I was a bit uncomfortable." You know, you started talking about that when my mother was there, and you know, I just, yeah. I just, where the, 
why? Could I, you? I, do you think you could do like a joke about uh, like the lagging jacket and slowly taking it off the immersion and making it into a big metaphor for sex? And that'll be the fi- that's full your circle. Bit. I have complete, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. There is no humor left in the immersion, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I don't so know what it is. Anybody <laughs> wants to find another whack out of the immersion, <laughs> the immersion. by all means, enjoy everybody Immerse tweeting yourselves. you. Enjoy everybody tweeting you saying that's Des Bishop's territory. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Making a joke about the immersion. Whoa, bro! That's Des Bishop. Yeah, whoa, bro! Do I think I'm you'll <laughs> find anything in the hot press? So we're left mine. here. Are you literally a farmer? Yeah. Uh, well, don't don't tell everyone. Is this your gate? This is my gate. This oh is no! My, I bet she's left the gates open. She. Yeah. I, f- I, I I feel like we haven't absolutely finished the conversation. Jesus, Ashing B, you are never allowed to do any jokes about how you're not privileged. Yeah, there's horses. Jesus, this is idyllic. Yeah, yeah. I, I told we, you my mother's a jockey. What did she expect? Pu- we, Pigs. We pull into Ashing B's house and yeah. there's two horses. With, yeah. the, with the Irish pull in here and then my mother won't come out and we'll wait and we'll finish the podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. problem or we can pull in here yeah I'll pull in here behind the Mercedes yeah that's and, my mother's uh, mark the tennis Sister court sisters doing it for themselves <laughs> <laughs> the tennis court is a bit unkept do you think the swimming pool looks dirty um, wow well, yeah actually, what were we what I mean, were we talking listen, about just there thank god the house is just a normal Irish countryside house yeah because the tennis court and the horses would have really made me reevaluate and can I just say lads it's a conservatory around the back and I bought that for my mother for being a woman on a panel show. So that's, there you go. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Well, no, I mean, actually, to be honest. Do I, well enough to buy your mother a conservatory. Yeah. I mean, oh, there she is. There's my mother. One second. She's wondering why. We're actually recording. We're, we're recording, has, Mrs. B. What's cannot, up with the B? The she B doesn't B. know what a podcast is. So we can't. One second. One okay, second, we'll be in mommy. one second. She's, she's full really, of the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves. Oh, Jesus. She's terrible I'd love to bring it in, but I don't want to impose. I'm not going to. You know, what? Just not, come in. No, like. Come, oh, bring you know, the podcast in. Yet, no, no, we. No. I mean. It was bring the podcast in. Bring the podcast in. Bring the podcast in. Are you telling me this is like Joe Duffy in my sitting room I was it? trying to explain to her what a podcast it's like the radio but it's not on the radio oh and where do I buy them from you buy them from like <laughs> iTunes where's that oh the confusion so okay so okay let's yeah. let's move off that the final thing yeah. I want to talk to you about just because it's kind of yeah. it's thematic to what we're doing like do, do you miss Ireland like you know I know that's very mm-hmm. sort of Irishman abroad like this isn't about Ireland but at the yeah. same time like I have picked you up from the airport you're coming home like yeah. is, is Ireland just still a huge I part miss, of you I miss yeah massively so I miss um, I miss coming home and I miss um, being part of the same people like we're such a connected little community and a group Irish people Yeah. and I miss just being here and that being the standard um whereas everyone who travels around the world gets very proud of it and i suppose i have a very wandering clown like lifestyle where mm. i kind of follow the circus but i remember watching the you know that video the star wars video uh that they were they were filming a bit of star wars down in dingle well outside of dingle in, uh, yeah yeah and um that's exactly where my father's family were all from and we spent all of our summers down there um like down near Ballyferreter. that's b that's O'Sullivan. My real name's O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah, right. B's a stage. Oh, you had to change O'Sullivan yeah, because of, of Ashling O'Sullivan. Another one of yeah. my favourites, actually. Oh, Very yeah. powerful. Really? Do you think she's a great actress, do you? <laughs> she didn't have to go and do comedy. Did she? Not competitive. <laughs> um, uh, but I remember I watched that uh, video and they'd all learned the Star Wars theme tune on their tin whistles. Oh, yeah. And then the, what's that guy? <laughs> he makes that noise. Um, even Star Wars, he goes, <laughs> you know the fluffy guy, tall fluffy. He looks Chewbacca. like Alf. Chewbacca. What? Chewbacca. <laughs> that's that's your Chewbacca voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> so he comes into the classroom, and afterwards the kids are going nuts and they're speaking in Irish and they were like, um, they, they were like, oh, he picked up Killian, yeah, Byrne, as if like, oh well, everyone know who Killian Byrne is on the news. Um, <laughs> like just in the case they thought it was the other Killian, and then all the girls come on and go, yeah, if you on the court, you will hear fat. I'll hug shit alone, hugs. <laughs> and they were like, hug shit alone, hugs. And there was just something so gorgeous about these kids. And I could see myself at school and I could see yeah. all my friends. And I was like, God, I want to be home. I want to come yeah. back. And Do you reckon if you did get pregnant in a bar that you would probably want to be home rather than raise them in London or L.A.? Well, I'd, if I was at home, I'd have to keep it, wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> so, oh Jesus! That's a good oh one, Nat. That's a great oh one. God, did I Just, shock you? Will you this? keep that? Um, You'll keep that, will you? I'd I'd move to Galway randomly. I love Galway, 
but I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where I'll end up, Des, yeah. to be honest. Probably. Just but anyway, Ireland is a, still a huge. Yeah, yeah. I love my little country. I love this little crag of a rock. Fond it's a great identity to have, though. In fairness, it yeah. sells well who, abroad. Who, what do you feel you are? Oh, I'm Irish with an American accent. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. Like, I mean, I, 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 I'm back living in New York sometimes, but. Yeah. Could take it or leave it. Like, honestly, I'm back here. I'm definitely happier. You were you born know. in America, but Alan made you a man. Yeah, that's right. So I, I wanted to ask you about the L.A. thing. I mean, I want to finish now anyway, but what no. is going on in L.A.? You're there a lot. Yeah, I'm there a lot. Just haggling my wares. Mostly are, do are, stand-up. I made, I did 45 gigs between February and March in L.A. Well, and that's I made good for your $53. Yeah, but that's good for <laughs> you. Can, oh, yeah. you. can you, can you kill mind. it over there? Uh, uh, sometimes it goes well. Sometimes people are like, what is this? I don't understand. I, is she Scottish? I'm not sure. There is an, uh, it's an, it's, um, I'm absolutely an, a weirdo oddity. Right, okay. Um, and then sometimes they're just delighted. So it's, it's an odd. So you like being there in the middle of that sort of? Yeah, I do. I think because I grew up watching it, it's still a dreamland and I don't expect anything of it. Like I don't expect to yeah. go over and make it as a star. So I can't get disappointed by it. You yeah, know, but you know, you I, expectations. Expectations is premeditated resentment, which was a jokey text that I sent you earlier. Yeah, along with the other picture text. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wasn't mine. Oh, I thought so. Yeah. Never send mine. Wow, it's too what a different ethnicity for Dez's penis. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but uh, mm -hmm. but you still you back yourself. That's you the hope. thing I think about. No, I but hope, you. But I don't expect. I feel like you back yourself. I feel like you have never said. Like oh this is this is good what I have here or I could really I could really kill it in this spot where where I'm already killing it like you really think I'm I'm a, I'm gonna try to go for the full whack. I don't think more, I think yeah, I, more than other I think people you give I me know. more credit than I have. I think I graft a lot, so it seems like I maybe do one thing, but actually I graft away, and eventually it looks like you're doing something. Whereas I've tried and failed a lot, so within that failure, it, I think I'm not afraid to fail. And I have failed loads and loads of times. And if you're not afraid to fail, then maybe it looks like a bit more fearlessness than it actually is. Mm. It's a bit more. Um, you're, I'm just not. I'm not afraid of looking stupid. You're ballsy as fuck. I I, I think so. Ballsiness or a lack of. Well, the example I have is just you. You got me into the hot tub time machine one night with just like oh, pure oh we went for a bop yeah pure bop but, uh, but honestly pure you think Moxie. it's a small thing but at the time I was just like wow she is just ballsy as fuck what she doesn't give a fuck but it was more but that's that a good I was skill like, this man loves hip hop there's a hip hop night here I've got a ticket you don't have a ticket we're going to this hip hop night and we're going to dance and and I had to get you in there. It was more the end goal of like I was like, gotta get Des into the hip hop. Yeah, I know, but uh, uh, but that, that my and you were the like, everlasting. Oh, I don't know. I'm feeling embarrassed. Uh, people are looking at me. I feel stupid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was I'm sober. Yeah. That was the other little difference. But like, no, I just I just remember thinking the oh my the the thought I took from that night is wow, she is ballsy as fuck. I just I remember being impressed by your ability to just take charge of the situation and make it happen. That's mm -hmm. a skill. You don't notice it because it's you, but that's a skill. Wait, wait, my mother. Now we'll meet your ma, the jockey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to give him his ham and tomato. Yeah. But for now, Ashling O'Sullivan. Driving home for Christmas. Otherwise known as Ashling B. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Des. Margaret Bishop. For the lift. <laughs> Ryan. Five stars. Ryan. Really? Desmond Ryan Bishop, yeah. Desmond Ryan Bishop. My dad's mother's last name was Ryan. My dad's people are Ryan's. <laughs> hey, Middleton. Des, save it for this other podcast. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. So, thanks, folks, for listening. Thank you to Ashling B for her being generous with her time. Although, really, she wasn't being generous with her time. She was getting a bloody lift off of me. And uh, it was nice. I was actually on my way down to see Carl. So I was, I was, I was double podcasting there. I was, I was doing Ashling B, uh, no pun intended, and then I was heading to Limerick to do Carl Spain. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Just a funny thing that happened afterwards. You know, Ashling was joking about her mom uh, making jokes about whichever get with a fella in the bar. Then her mom was trying to uh, connect us up. And after a bowl of soup and some lovely brown bread, uh, Ashling's mom was joking, saying, Look, have you an hour, Des? You could go upstairs. Uh, she's dying to have a grandchild. Her mother, absolute character. I kind of regretted not bringing in the recorder, but I also think that's not fair to just intrude on people's lives too much. Uh, so thanks to Ashling's mom for uh, some lovely food and uh, I'll post a picture on the podcast uh, I got a chance to check out the horses the pregnant horses two mares in foal uh, at the Ashing B residence and uh, quite idyllic uh, the old Ashing B household 
and fair play to her mom for raising two girls on her own. Uh, and uh, yeah, nice to have met them. So anyway, that's it. We'll see you on Thursday with John Bishop, guys. Very exciting times ahead. Thursday, uh, John Bishop. So don't forget to send, give us a like on iTunes and make a, make a review, preferably five stars. Uh, it's good for our position in the iTunes charts. If you're listening on SoundCloud, give us a like. If you're listening anywhere, give us a like. And uh, tweet, Facebook me, Instagram me, Snapchat me, Desbuffer. And uh, yeah, I feel like we're getting more and more feedback, which is great. Um, one of these days, I'm going to do a, a listener-led podcast where you just send me the questions and I'll answer them um, if I don't have a guest one day. And uh, yeah, we got Annie Lederman coming up. She was over for the Vodafone Comedy Festival, but I'm going to interview her in New York. Uh, she's pretty mental, so that'll be fun. Anyway, look, we got a lot more coming up. So stay with us. Spread the word. And we will chat, to- chat, we will chat soon. We will chat soon. So goodbye from West Hampton Beach as the sound of the waves take us home this beautiful September after uh, September morning. It's uh, quarter to eight, by the way. Anyway, love you all. Chat soon. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.